2: Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini.
3: And this is Pod, Pod yourself, yourself a gun. gun, a Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and, and talk, talk about, about it. it. Thank you guys so much once again for tuning into the world's only Sopranos podcast. Uh, you know, uh, just a reminder five stars in a review because. Uh, <laughs> uh just sorry we're getting distracted by mike uh is he's showing his uh his his no video screen on zoom and it it looks like he's eating i don't know what he's eating man he looks like
2: he's angrily eating uh maybe some cake marinade. i don't know yeah is it too
3: early to talk i want to talk now
2: (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't listening to
3: the I would like. <laughs> I would. I would like to know what you're licking there. It's birthday cake. It's a birthday. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought it was cake. Okay. All right. Anyways, give us five stars in a review on uh, the all the you know on Spotify and uh, on the Apple uh, podcast app. Uh, and also just start texting your friends our podcast uh, and it'll just show up uh, in their Apple podcast app. It's like a it's a thing. Um, also, uh, just a reminder that. Um, Charlie Penner and Jason, the $100 patrons, uh, have the biggest, most massive dicks in the world, filled with veins, veinier than a Snickers bar, and uh, twice as tasty. Mm. So um, so chocolatey. Yummy chocolate.
4: Mm, love the nougat. Almon- nougat. Oh, nougat. Oh, nougat.
3: Uh, and I also, you know, uh, I'm allergic to peanuts, so I got to have yeah. the almond one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh and next week we're doing our mailbag episode get your questions in right now uh fracas at gmail.com also the voice uh the voicemail number 415 did i get that right vince what i said the voicemail number did i get it right
2: sorry i, I dissociated for a second there You'll yeah always it sounds dissociate. like it sounded like you did
3: all right. Anyways, uh, next week. So get all your questions in and do it now. All right. Today, Vince and I and a guest uh, are going to be talking about from season six B of The Sopranos, episode six, Kennedy and Heidi. And our guest today is a Matt, returning.
4: Did
2: you say well... a guest?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Thank I you did. so much. Oh, okay. Come on.
3: <laughs> Not yet. We're having me. you know him from uh, the uh, Dynamic Banter podcast, as well as uh, his uh, hit show, uh, live show, Surrounded, which is going to be at the Netflix is a Joke Festival, coming up in Los Angeles very soon. so much soon. for having me. Oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back,
3: the incredible Mike
5: Falzone. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm Thank so glad you so much.
3: I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you decided to uh, pod with us uh, once more to talk about your love of uh, sopranos, and your Italian heritage. Yes,
5: thank you so much for letting me be here again. I didn't have any plans today. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm so happy that you guys asked me to do this, or I I don't know where I'd be. So I want to thank you guys for saving my life today.
3: <laughs> oh, shit. No yeah. pressure. No nothing, problem, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're happy to have you on. If you're ever feeling you know, that way again, just call us up. We'll talk Sopranos with you. We may not pot it, but we could just talk oh. about it.
5: Well, I'm, you know, like we talked about kind of off air, I'm here for advancing my career. That's right. So if we're we not going to record our conversation and make <laughs> clips out of it or whatever, content. Yeah. I'm not super interested, but don't take that personally. No, I'm I just get it out dude. here grinding. Yeah. Uh, no.
2: What is the grind. point if you're not making content? uh yeah you're you either get busy making content or you get busy dying or you're dead is, or exactly your dude. Yeah.
3: You either live yeah. long enough to if you either die a content creator or live long enough to get canceled uh to get canceled <laughs> <laughs> yeah that works ain't that the truth
4: ain't, ain't that
3: the truth ain't it the truth well, anyways these these goddamn <laughs> woke all right i'm done um yeah, fucking. Uh, listen, creating content is is a is a great life, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. And I, it's honestly, the world's
2: oldest profession. Half as they of say. the reason.
3: <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Uh, we are not prostitutes because you no, know, I guess we are. But I, I uh, have the reason I was excited to talk about um, for for Francesca to announce the pregnancy was uh, because I was like, I got so much content I want to make, and she was yeah. like, Are our future daughter is not content and i was like well, i don't think you understand what this life you chose is about also right? like
2: i i can't believe like we're almost done with this season like we're gonna be done with the season before you have a child which is a shame because like you like this whole time you could have been saying extremely racist things about italians and then when someone calls you on it you'd be like actually i have an italian daughter uh that's true yeah.
3: that's true yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. Actually, it's a bad my... timing,
5: bad timing, and bad planning on on your guys' yeah. Part. We mm-hmm. we
3: should have planned it out. What um, I can say, um, excuse me, uh, but my fetus is a quarter Italian. So you can't say that, but it really doesn't have this I don't know you got
5: to say it in the right circles I think also I want to say congratulations because we haven't talked since then congratulations
4: to you you, and
5: and your your beautiful life partner yeah but um I also want to say that I'm congratulating you especially on your future content and not necessarily like everyone it's not hard to make a person so many like my parents made a person easy big deal but you guys are gonna have so many likes coming your way. And I, I think know that's really special. Yeah. That's
3: the hope, man. That's the hope. I mean, I feel like every time a baby is born, it's just like roll the dice. Is this gonna be an influencer baby or not you know is this baby yeah. gonna have like the hashtag engagement that you want that's what
5: i'm saying you know? that's specifically yeah. what i'm saying it's so hard to find like are you putting this in front of the right people with the hashtags exactly
3: exactly and so
5: i i hope i wish that strength for you at that strength and clarity to pick all the right hashtags i mean when,
3: blessed dude um, thank you i you I, know, I, you know, I i just, want
2: you to find the right rat hole to wave your cheese in front of
3: Exactly, dude. I want to find that rat hole. I want them to eat the cheese. Uh, I want to make those those rats nice and fat. Um, and, and May the rats eat
5: the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> May, the May the rats eat, eat the, the
2: cheese. cheese. Yeah. So, don't
3: yeah. they say that in one of these episodes? <laughs> they do. They go, May the
2: rats eat the cheese. Uh, that's Ratatouille, I think. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. No, I get oh. these, these two things mixed up. It's, yeah, it's a common mistake. Yeah, they're similar.
3: Um, speaking of which, what is your favorite animal from the Sopranos?
2: (laughs) That goat that time.
3: Yeah, that goat was really good. That was a good, that was a good goat. Uh, also, um, are, are you a fan of the, you like No, you asked a
2: good question this week. That was a good question. Leave it at that, I feel like.
3: Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, ruin it.
2: All right, I like that.
3: That's good. I never thought about that. Just quitting while I'm ahead? Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's what I say.
3: Wow. All right, well. (laughs) <laughs> this is not a podcast about quitting while we're ahead. No, this is a podcast about the Sopranos. And we, of course, cannot start the podcast without first playing uh, the theme song
4: we woke up Pod Pod
6: Pod Pod Pod
3: Pod Podcast. Pod. Pod.
4: Pod. Podcast.
3: Oh, yeah! All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, today we are going to be talking about from season six B of The Sopranos, episode six. uh, Kennedy and Heidi, which premiered on May 13th, 2007. Vince, break us off a little piece of that IMDb synopsis.
2: Oh, man. I mean, this is going to be a real easy one because it's only nine words. Uh, Oh, hell yeah. Tony travels to Las Vegas after a tragedy occurs. Well, Hmm.
4: not wrong.
3: Not wrong. Not (laughs) not wrong. Very... Accurate, fact. and yeah. I like the you know the word economy on that's pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not
3: yeah. bad. But what was happening at the time that this episode came out, Vince?
2: Oh, I think what you're trying to say, Matt, is that we cannot evaluate art uh, divorced from the culture uh, in which it mm-hmm. was produced. Uh, we need to add that cultural context back, and for that, we go to the Remember When machine. What? What?
6: remember remember when when it's the lowest form of conversation
3: sorry did you remix that today (laughs) no i i i was following your hand signal for some reason and i paused it when you went down i'm Uh, really easy to conduct
2: yeah no never pause when i go down
3: i was in band
2: go ahead uh yeah so for the remember when machine we're traveling all the way back taking the time machine to may 13th 2007 a glorious year uh sure. you know i was just chilling out maxing relaxing all cool uh yeah, a couple of things
3: some b-ball outside of the school yep
2: finish the line uh there were some things that were happening in the world uh at that point such as uh, NATO confirmed that Mullah Dadullah, the foremost military leader of the Taliban, Mullah uh, Dadullah, had been killed in a battle.
3: Oh, holla, Mullah Dadullah! Legs. Go- <laughs>
2: Damn. Mullah Dadullah <Damn>. <laughs>
3: sounds like what? Did ra- you say your fetus was again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, re- it really does sound Mullah, like a, a racist like- person, like like making fun of uh, Arabic.
3: <laughs> it does. Mala Dadala sounds like what like South Park did every time they had mm-hmm. someone doing Arabic.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, we could stop. Well, it's got good mouthfeel <laughs> Is all I'm saying. It is fun. Not to do. racistly.
5: I just want to say for the the record, I wasn't part of this conversation. I think the video will show
2: that he's literally crying right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he has replaced just... his, uh, his 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 screen on Zoom with a black box. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
3: True. <laughs> just true. Just backed <to> him. <laughs> like <liking> upset. <laughs> I was licking cake this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't even hear it.
2: Um, <laughs> other so things. So Mullah has gone. Mullah uh, RIP to a real one, been killed in battle. Uh, other things that happened, uh, Bob Barker was about to retire. This was his send off week on CBS from oh, shit. Price I've, is Right.
3: Yeah. I remember him. I remember that was the whole thing. They were like, oh, he's he's gone. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, cool. I mean, you know, celebrate his shit. That's tight. Do you uh do you guys
5: have Pluto TV? I do. There is a channel on Pluto TV that shows prices right
3: 24/7. Pluto TV is weird cuz it's like one of those things where it looks like a TV like menu right it looks like you know you go into your spectrum fucking guide and yeah, whatnot but
5: really it's Prices right and grace under fire
3: yeah, it's yeah yeah but then you like I, I remember i was like oh cnn's on here that's weird i'll just watch cnn and they were playing this thing about like you, you know some lady in in ukraine was like this is where the soldiers came and stuff and uh and i was like okay um and then uh, uh like 10 minutes of commercials played and then the same clip happened and yeah. I was just like It is one of those things. Wait a man. That- yeah. This isn't TV. This is just a bunch of commercials for TV. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fine, but you know, yeah. that's a lot. Bob Bar- yeah. so
2: Bob Barker was retiring. Uh, do you guys know remember when he died? I don't. Bob oh, Barker right? is dead that's a trick question he's still alive 98 oh, years dude young uh wow. i i think he could have hosted the the <clears throat> show 10 years longer you know i know he
5: was 60 in the 70s i know he was <laughs> so old. old
3: he was old in happy gilmore
4: mm-hmm.
3: that was like yeah wow and but, like yeah, that gi- was the joke it that was, was like he's like, <laughs> so strong wow you wouldn't yeah. expect it from an old man who's about to die this dude <laughs> right. is living everyone it's yeah. and no one celebrates him the way they celebrated betty white you know that's not yeah.
5: true that's not true you just you wait until bob barker dies
3: yeah i mean uh, they will celebrate him but i'm saying like in life i feel like people were looking at betty white every day that she was alive and they were like go 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 you know just <laughs> yeah. He, yeah they want to see day. how long she'd last yes, and right. then crawling
5: towards the finish line for <laughs> 99 years
3: <laughs> so close to 100
5: Bob Barker's kind of like the male Betty White.
3: Yeah, in a way. I mean, they're both, uh, you know. uh, Sexy as fuck. Sexy, funny, um, incredibly old, stacked. Mm -hmm.
2: Exactly. He had a (laughs) tiny microphone. That's what i always remember about Bob Barker. That's because he was the only uh, television host that chose to use like a microphone that had just like a little smaller than a ping pong ball thing on the end. I don't know why. Yeah.
5: He didn't know what to do with his hands. It made
4: his dick look bigger. Oh, that makes That's sense. That's true. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's 100% yeah. true. Um, other things that were happening back in May 13, 2007. Uh, you know, Entourage was in the middle of its run. And, oh, great show. Uh, it's one of the listings for this week. Uh, the episode's called Turtle Love. Uh, Eric and Vince are determined to get the movie Medellin off the ground, but the rights to the script stand in their way. Feeling tense the day of the Five Towns premiere... Drama seeks relief at a massage parlor, but can't avoid daily variety. At the auto body shop, Turtle meets a girl who shares his love for limited edition sneakers, but her overbearing father hampers his game.
5: Dude, is that the one where Vince suffocates
3: Turtle after they get in that car accident? (laughs) That honestly would have fit so well in that show. Because, like, Turtles (laughs) Turtles the driver, you know? And then just, like, flips the car around, and then, oh, my God. He was distracted by some
2: limited edition sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Are those
3: sneakers? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that, like... Turtle would usher in like an entire personality type of guys whose entire personality is uh sneakers,
3: yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like that was that's been a personality type for a while, and he was just kind of like another iteration of that. The weird thing is, who'd have thought that being like a what is it called like a hype beast or you know, yeah, someone who, who loves shoes is like still a sneaker bitch, yeah, a sneaker yeah. bitch uh, that's still going strong? Mm-hmm. That's I, who'd have thought. These the are more sneaker stores than ever. Yeah, and people line up for them and shit. It's like uh it's crazy. I just wear one pair of shoes the whole time. But I also get made fun of a lot by yeah, you, know, you, you of have high to kids.
5: choose one or the
3: other. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't.
2: You're not a hype beast. You're more of like a simp queen. Yeah. You are a simp queen. Mm-hmm. I am
3: a simp queen. That's so true, dude.
2: Um Hashtag
3: Sim Queen.
5: Hashtag Sim Queen. <laughs> this
2: Pretty week walk, uh, also saw the release of Georgia Rule, uh, which, you know, was supposed <laughs> to be uh, a capper to Lindsay Lohan's sort of fame as a tabloid person, starring alongside uh, Felicity Huffman and mm. Jane Fonda. Um, Instead, it was a big flop. I got Rex Reed's review because if you read any review in uh-huh. the past, you always want to read Rex Reed because he's just like a i don't know he's rex reed he, he's a singular critic in the landscape um explain rex reed what, what is he uh i'm trying to think of a well I, I guess you would call him sort of like a like a dishy queen okay i was like he's is that he... guy
5: from wayne's world who threw the confetti out of the bucket
3: <laughs> i think That's that was good. rip
2: taylor who's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> great <laughs>
3: And I know where you're going. Uh, you're confusing Rip Taylor with who's that other uh Rip Torn? No, 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 no. The 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 critic um who kind of sounds Rex like Manning. No, he sounds like Rip Taylor. He's like famous He gay, looks like a fat the, the 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 most famous TV uh, Gene Shallot? critic. Gene Shalit. Gene Shallot. is
2: not fat. Gene Shallot is very svelte. Gene- he just has he a big fat? mustache.
3: I Like how we've
5: said 10 names uh-huh and, and we each know like two of the people that we're talking <laughs> we just know the people we brought to the conversation but nothing outside of that
3: there's another guy then i, I wish is there like one of those things like if you like gene shallot you'll love and like then-
5: a thesaurus for people yeah
2: i mean a thesaurus for
3: people <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like spotify for mm-hmm. historical figures yeah, yeah that nice? sound like so I just wanted to read a, a little bit of Rex Reed's uh, okay. review of Georgia Rule uh, Jane Fonda can do just about anything but first you have to give her something to do a dismal <laughs> abomination called Georgia Rule gives her nothing more than a slap in the face Jane and the Fonda face... can do anything just give her something to
3: eat <laughs> <laughs> make sure she's all juiced up you got food, you got food. <laughs> Wait, what, what was that Brent Oh, Brent. am I not muted? <laughs> <laughs> did that make
5: Brett, did that make you laugh or were you getting like chips or something? No, there's a
3: there's a dog here that's begging for food that I um but I'm not gonna give her food. Damn, oh, I thought it right. made i I thought that's that's I, why I'm here. I could tell just from my ears. have right. I've been unmuted this whole time, I'm very sorry.
4: <laughs> yeah, we don't know we it just now either.
3: all of the racial slurs you've just been all
2: right, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Uh. A dismal (laughs) abomination called Georgia Rule gives her nothing more than a slap in the face and the face that can still stop traffic hasn't been photographed very (laughs) flatteringly to begin with. At her age, I can understand her interest in dipping one of her pedicured toes in the acting business just for the sake of argument. But after winning every award in her profession, she's got nothing left to prove. Plus, she's smart, beautiful, wise, and knows how to read a script just in case something worth doing comes along. Georgia Rule is nothing worth doing, and is most assuredly nothing worth seeing.
4: <laughs> Worse,
2: the sight of Jane Fonda stooping to the level of co-starring with Lindsay Lohan is enough to make you give up on movies from now until reincarnation. Damn, this movie Jesus. is so bad, people are taking bets to see how long they can stay awake without snoring.
3: Uh, I mean, I that's kind s- of a
2: stupid bet. Yeah,
3: I would, that's like, hold on, he's got I'll, a few. I would mo- just fake it. He's gonna. No few one checked these- to see if that was a stupid bet yeah people be making bad bets in movie
2: theaters (laughs) he's got a few more of these amazing sentence constructions uh Mm -hmm. okay gary marshall (laughs) once directed something called pretty woman almost everything since then has turned to bile it's not easy but now he's even managed to make jane fonda look like alpo
3: that's dog food
2: dude um
5: whatever it's all <laughs> nothing means anything but but critics have such a self-important way mm-hmm. of writing anything mm-hmm. and it really makes me not give a shit about anyone's opinion on anything.
4: Every critic
5: I've ever read makes me not give a shit about anyone's opinion about
3: anything in the world. Vince is uh, Vince is a, a film critic, and you've just insulted his entire Vince industry. Vince gets it. No, Vince I agree. Vince gets it. I agree with that.
5: He, you know what? I think we could still respect each other as people, and I like Vince very much for as much as I know about him. But <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make – we could be best friends, and that wouldn't make what I said untrue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is from the era of – i mean i feel like rex reed is the original self-important critic and that's okay. uh that's part of his charm okay. yeah yeah yeah. i'll yeah, say yeah.
5: that and charm is subjective isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> look i didn't choose him because i thought he was a great guy to read <laughs> i'll put it that way uh meanwhile the new york post raves and this is just a headline it blow hands
6: <laughs> wow <laughs> Wow,
3: I See, feel now like that's poetry. Exactly, that's poetry right there. there. There, there's like, you don't need all those words to just say a, an amazing pun.
2: You know, I, I just wanted to yeah, read yeah. that because it came from an era when critics could still uh, just say that the actress looked like dog food, and that was yeah. like that was cool. to write. yeah, <laughs> and
3: not immediately get fucking destroyed. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like. It, I feel like I do miss the era in which we all just accepted that, like, if you're super duper duper famous, then there's going to be some catty queens who are going to say that you look like a dumpster fire, you know? Yeah, but
4: you know
5: now, what now I mean? it's everybody, you know, because just it was uh, like critics had a column in the thing that you would read right so now everyone has the internet so everyone is that true. That's so true. it makes like it makes that less special and, right and, right
3: uh, yeah that's true that's true everyone sounds like that now so if a professional sounds like that then they get in trouble it also <laughs> i feel like the,
2: the pendulum has swung back the other way so far now where it's like not only can you not uh discuss an actor's appearance at all uh mm-hmm. there's going to be like five articles about like renee zellweger where she's just like i can't believe people have the audacity to not recognize her anymore. And it's like, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think people were like criticizing her face or like body so much as they were like confused by how she looked now. Like, they Yeah, catch- she had like facial reconstructive surgery or something. Isn't,
5: why is it not okay to, if that's your genuine reaction as a person, that yeah. I didn't recognize that person? Why does that make you bad?
2: Um, I mean because you are trashing uh, women are under so much pressure already.
3: Mm-hmm, and
2: mm-hmm. for you to say that, it just uh, contributes to an environment of it's, pressure. If I had surgery uh, to put my nose on the back of my head, do you think you would take an extra <laughs> second look at
3: me next I would time never know? I'd be like, You have always had your nose on the back of and your head. And that's why you're a hero. That's why yeah. I'm a hero. I'm a,
2: <laughs> I feel cause. like in like three the last three reviews, I've had to go out of my way. Uh, not to point out how weird uh, M- Nicole Kidman looks nowadays. I mean, yeah,
3: she's she's got she's. I mean, you she, can notice that. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of she's. You're good. a person. It's you can okay. notice, dude. There was it's okay. You do whatever the fuck she's you want so with odd. your money. It's just she <laughs> sure. looks she sure. looks different,
2: and everything is subjective. Exactly, <laughs> that's right. Um, I feel the last story. Um, I felt like this era was. Right on the upswing of know nothing um, like style gurus or like tech gurus, like people (laughs) that were just, they had fake job titles and they were attached to famous people and they just said like vague crazy shit. And uh, and then the the famous person would be like, oh yeah, that's my guy. He's like responsible (laughs) for everything that I do. Uh, So I found this story. Uh, Hillary Clinton keeps corporate advisor. Uh, Add another consultant to the list of those advising Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. John Cow, a corporate communications consultant who is based in San Francisco and advocates using the techniques of musical improvisation to get the creative juices flowing and leave competitors in the dust.
3: Oh, what? That's Sen- my
2: music improv guy. <laughs>
3: yeah, that that could be your job, Matt. Uh, yeah, I know. Honestly, it's like, oh, this is my this is my uh, musical improv guy who just occasionally goes drop a beat, <laughs> dude. She has one guy who follows her around. Like, you seem kind of stressed. You ever listen to improvisational jazz?
4: <laughs> and what she's a bitch, like, use LA around. Matt. Yeah, yeah, flat, but flat, we only flat have In the ass
3: with that cat. I'm Hillary Clinton, and my wife, my husband is Bill. Everyone. <laughs> (laughs) knows i'll rule the whole world dude there's only four seats in the car
5: and there's like five advisors with her and she's like jeff you stay here for now yeah yeah. i'm the financial i'm the small business no i need my singer (laughs) 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 get in the car
2: james (laughs) senator clinton paid mr cow seventy thousand dollars to advise her during her senate re-election campaign in 2006 but the payment did not appear in her financial filings until the first quarter of this year. No, this lock, is, a, uh, this uh, is
3: a front. Lock her up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Howard Wolfson said that Mr. Cow was continuing to advise Mrs. Clinton without pay <laughs> in her presidential bid. Uh, he was continually making kind of a trumpet noise. <laughs> <laughs> was, was continuing to advise Mrs. Clinton on issues of innovation and how America competes in the 21st century market. The two met in 2004 as part of a Defense Department advisory group <laughs> to help the military think creatively about transformation, leadership, and other issues. Oh, uh,
3: yeah.
5: Mr. Oh. Kao, you guys have any tanks that turned
2: into big robots?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you ever think about that? <laughs> Mr. Cow, who has taught at Harvard Business School, is the author of Jamming, the Art and Discipline of Corporate <laughs> <laughs> Creativity. In which he explains how members of a work team can adapt the principles of improvisational music to collaborate at a higher, more creative level, a process he calls getting to cool.
3: Oh, I love it. Yeah, nothing cooler, nothing cooler than being forced into a conference room and then having someone drop a beat and then you just go... I'm in HR and I'm here to say it's not cool yes. when you call your co-worker gay. Dude, that's exactly,
5: that's beautiful. That's exactly what I was, they're all in the conference room and he comes and he goes that's Why incredible. do you think I'm snapping right now? Yeah. Why do you think I'm snapping right now, Janice?
6: <laughs> and they
5: all say
3: their grievances. <laughs>
5: I don't sexual like sexual harassment. not clean out the
4: microwave. <laughs>
3: microwaving fish
4: (laughs) (laughs) in his
2: in his transformation manifesto mr cow suggests hiring a quote chief destruction officer instead of a chief (sighs) innovation officer organizations he says must ruthlessly trash outmoded obstructions to creativity including quote a confining brand image unquote and quote revered memories of old successes
3: somebody nuke these bad vibes yeah yeah <laughs> kill the vibes make new vibes in its place they'll grow like <laughs> vibe trees and we'll all yeah, just... you gotta plant to vibe if you destroy a vibe <laughs> exactly it's one for one i love that can this, vibes like... can
2: neither be created nor destroyed there's a finite <laughs> number of them that's yeah, so the true universe. dude i like ever... that this
3: this person is fucking uh he is of all the people to be advising it's hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, just like, I need a fun singer guy. And he's like, yeah. Well, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, skip it a
2: bit, yum butter
3: yum skip it a love Hot sauce. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. Uh, top movies in the country Spider Man mm. 3, followed by 28 Weeks Later, uh, followed by Georgia Rule, as we've heard. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Disturbia, and of course, Delta Farce, which I believe. Start, uh
3: the Larry, Larry the Cable, cable guy? guy yeah as yeah, we all
2: know and love um the top pop songs uh in the country uh were nope that's the top rock song uh top rock guys song is, Larry still, the cable guys is still breath by Breaking Benjamin and breath. yeah and the uh top uh top pop song is still Makes Me Wonder by Maroon 5
3: gross yeah all right
5: Maroon Five, man, they were what a treat they were. Mm.
2: Yeah, gosh, R.I.P. yeah. I'm so sad that they died in that semi truck accident. <laughs> Damn, dude, at the beginning of this episode.
3: Yeah, just now. <laughs> um, well, so that's what was going yeah, they're on. Probably at up the there time. partying
2: with Mala <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: uh, Maroon Mulla Dadala. <laughs>
2: um,
3: Mala <Mullah> Five. <laughs> Crystalia Dadola. All right, um, <laughs> we're just having fun now. Uh, okay, so that was what was going on. Now let's get into the uh, the episode. Vince, you read the wonderful synopsis. Uh, you know, nice and short. Well, unfortunately, my synopsis is a little bit longer.
2: <laughs> um, and sounds uh, like fortunate. Something fortunate to me. Well,
3: we'll see. Uh, I feel
2: I feel like a real. Fortunate son, right now, Matt, isn't that right?
3: <laughs> nope, that's not, <laughs> not it at, at all. Dee, 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 two, God. three, um, four. <laughs> four. Some folks were born made to die in a car. All right, here. It is. <laughs> so dumb. All right, here it is.
2: Ooh, you eat the gabagool.
3: Sorry.
6: Hello. You, you can't, can't dump, dump asbestos, asbestos in there. In first, first, you gotta, gotta pay off Brooklyn. Off Brooklyn.
3: Comfortably numb I'm <laughs> feeling old But Chrissy's
6: acting strange He looks like he's on cocaine Yeah, bitch Relax He just needs to change the station first To the departed soundtrack Tony yells and Chrissy swerves Yeah, bitch
3: It's about the car accident. I like that Very very
4: good, good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Alright well God God So that was
3: God God. That was the uh, Bada B story You of course can listen To the whole thing At the very end of the episode That was what happened I've always said
2: I've... Pink Floyd songs The perfect length uh, To parody Because they're They're so <laughs> yeah. short And punchy You know They're <laughs>
3: i just really wanted to do it it's such a good song i feel like i like i just wanted to destroy something beautiful you know i thought it was great thank you tremendous. thank you um all right so let's get into this episode first with some general thoughts of this episode vince what did you think
2: i mean i feel like there's they're really starting to tie up loose ends uh yeah. and they did a pretty wonderful job of it we've been watching Christopher's downward spiral for yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the season and sure. uh what a death scene. I think that was pretty brilliant on most yeah. levels. Uh you know, and then you got Tony's weird sojourn to las vegas uh sure his, his
3: fucking ayahuasca vision quest i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah i look, love
2: that look before the the show is gonna end soon so david chase has got to get his buddhist bullshit in there somehow that's true and uh he's gonna do it whether it takes uh peyote buttons or not yeah
3: yeah i agree uh, uh, mike did you like this episode
5: yes very much yeah. It's hard for me to to not like a Sopranos episode. And I haven't watched that many of them. I think last time I watched was last time I was with you guys. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, skipping around. You feel kind of detached from the long arcing storylines, but right. it has everything a good Sopranos episode has. It's like yeah. the crazy drama mm-hmm. and then the things that are like laughable and has the,
3: mm-hmm.
5: you know, goofy uh, henchmen yeah one-liners it has good. everything
3: <laughs> it's got good jokes it's got good death.
5: asbestos it's, it's a got fireproof a sp- episode
3: it is that's right it's got a, a a symbolism with asbestos all sorts of shit yeah um, i too love this episode uh, i remember first the first time i saw this this is around the time that i actually i think um started watching the show as it was coming out, I think mm. I, I don't know it feels like because I, I have a very like distinct memory of sitting around and watching Chrissy's death scene and going like, this is a dream sequence or something right mm. like this mm. is there's no way this is real and and I kind of I kind of loved that it was real because it was uh it made it seem like, the entire weird dream sequences that they've had throughout this entire series were made specifically for this moment. So you would think there's no way this can be real. Mm. There's no way this can be real. And then to have it actually happen, I was like, damn,
2: I think they're doing, you know, we could say they're doing an art with the direction in this, but it definitely has a slightly different look than uh, other Sopranos episodes. I've noticed, I noticed that there's about, uh, like it first. It starts in the car scene with Tony and Christopher. Like they're shot a, like slightly closer up than mm-hmm. they usually frame them, and sure. that sort of continues like to Tony and uh, Tony and Melfi when they're doing the therapy scenes. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they have the normal Soprano shot, which is them framed from about the waist up, and then there's right. like an extra one where it's just chest up, which they haven't really done in past episodes that i've noticed so oh, that's it. I, I didn't even i didn't
3: really notice the, the specifically why it looked and felt um off kilter but i think yeah. that's a decent explanation So i
2: don't know if they were trying to do an art where they're like oh we're getting uh you know further inside these characters as they as they go along oh, or if it was just uh accidental
3: nah dude that was probably the art they mm-hmm. probably were doing art mm-hmm. that's, i choose that's to what, think about it like that as well i, I like to think about the art um, so, we open with um, this asbestos storyline. Um, a trucker uh, is uh, attempting to dump asbestos at uh, a dump, and then he's told Which- uh, he's not... A- He's not allowed to dump there anymore. Which I
2: feel like is part of the uh, final episode push to really remind you that these people are not good people. Like He's really trying to hammer it home, whether it's AJ or right. Tony or even Carmela a little bit. He wants you, if you yeah. leave with one takeaway from the show, it's that uh, these They're are not bad. good people. This is not a victimless crime in any way, shape or form. Right. He Just- is actually dumping carcinogens in the water supply
3: right yeah just dumping asbestos wherever and like the biggest like issue that they have around it is um who's gonna get 25 percent of the take as opposed to (laughs) like like all the copd and cancer that's gonna spread wildly because uh some construction people wanted to cut corners um and it's also i don't know it feels a little bit like again another art it's like um I mean like half of it is just remembering that at at its core the whole like New Jersey mafia's like biggest money making grift at this point was the money they're stealing from uh from trash from waste management and so they're bringing you back to that but then also asbestos in general if I'm going to put on my symbolism cap real quick mm, um mm. like
2: would is- you say it's like a rot at the heart of the American uh mm-hmm. dream dude that's exactly that's right (laughs) wow that's crazy It's that rot let me do that again would you say it's like a rot at the heart of the american experiment
3: uh oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. i like that take better yeah yeah. (laughs) because you said experiment (laughs) uh but no i think it's like um you know this is uh it's this weird uh kind of i don't know esoteric ticky tack crime where you're kind of like, okay, who the fuck cares about? It? It's not, it's not like flashy and cool. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna steal a bunch of diamonds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the consequences of just getting a little bit of asbestos in your lungs is ginormous. It's a giant yeah. cancer, and that it cancer affects is, so many other people. Yeah, and it's that rot. It's the uh, you know, it's that rot at the oh, center of so like a
2: the- rot like cancer
3: rot rot body hey, like, inside a body. You know, oh, okay. I got feelings about art. Anyways, uh, I
2: I think this is a particularly like good illustration of just the way the mafia sort of works where it's just a combination of many small shady ways to make money. So it's like, right. Okay, if you get a few uh, garbage truck routes uh, and then someone else gets the contract to uh, take the asbestos out of a building and they know each other. The person who takes the asbestos out can then dump the asbestos illegally at the uh, dump that you also. It's just like running like two or three things. You can easily just add right. some graph to that, and no one. Right,
3: can... like it's 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 a weird skim that shouldn't. You almost think it shouldn't matter, but then you're like, no, this is this is actually if somebody needs to
5: be watching that.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone should like you know. It's uh, you go like oh, no, the EPA is right. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like uh a show like you know that has to do with like criminals and crime you always you forget that like there are some federal agencies that are correct and mm-hmm. uh the epa is one of them uh and yeah i have a clip of just the uh uh scene stop dumping what is matter
6: law your, law your bed!
3: you can't dump here anymore. you need to talk to your boss always we are dumping here Caballero,
6: put the shit back in your truck
3: what that is huge job! I really do love big Russian, uh, you know, like, uh, garbage man, just, mm-hmm. yes. what is matter? Like, <laughs> I don't, I know it was written that way, is I think what I'm saying, and I enjoy they're like, okay, so you're, you're like a Russian immigrant, and you're fucking, you're just saying, you don't even know English, and the, bro. And the actor is like,
5: Russian. <laughs> Russian, Russian. Like what is what is job like that? Yeah,
4: yeah he's practicing. <laughs> he's practicing in the there mirror. Was, what, there was
5: probably
2: is, a guy on set who was like, "Listen, if we just do like this improvisational uh, music thing, we're
4: gonna we're gonna
2: finish writing this whole scene. and It's gonna be amazing. Like here, I, I'm
4: gonna just gonna drop <laughs> it, this
3: it's, it's, job. Yes, yes.
2: This is huge job. What Dude, is all matter. I kept thinking
5: when they were um. When they were dumping all that stuff, is every in game in the universe? Everyone in that scene is dead now. Right, the kid exactly. eating the sandwich. Everyone without any yeah. kind of protection on, they're all dead.
3: Yeah, that kid eating the sandwich was was. uh, I mean, that's more symbolism, dude. It's like, do you know mm. what's in your your food and in your air? And it's asbestos. And it's like, it's the mafia, bro. That's what's yeah. in it.
2: He the was like, "Hey, man, you. it's in all of us. You're yeah. getting asbestos all over my microplastics." trying to eat over here yeah (laughs)
3: you um so then uh we cut to uh tony and chris are meeting at a you know wherever their meeting spot is near the statue of liberty uh and uh they're meeting up with phil and butchie and saying like hey you know if you want to dump asbestos uh you gotta pay me 25 percent." and they're arguing about it and they they kind of leave on bad terms um And it's funny because this is a silly, you know, a silly little thing that's going to have big, big consequences later in the series for the last few episodes. Um, So as Tony and Chris are driving and they're just talking about like how whether or not they should meet Phil's number. um, You know, Tony is saying he doesn't want to because it's terrible precedent. And uh, Chris is saying you should stop and smell the roses. Uh, And he calls... um, (laughs) what is he calls Phil the, uh, uh, the flying ointment, which is yeah, nice yeah. malapropism <laughs> where it's just like... He's the like fly the, flying, in...
2: he's the flying ointment,
3: you know? Well, that's the fly... It reminded me of when uh, my coworker worker uh, years ago used to say, that's a catch-22 of it to everything that was not a catch-22. <laughs> uh, it's so, a
5: double-sided 22.
3: That's a double-sided 22 <laughs> of it. I, she, she also used to say, uh, being that it's May instead of be that as it may. And so... <laughs> I feel like it, it just—I love this level of malapropism where you go the flying ointment. <laughs> um, meanwhile, it was also my favorite wrestler back in the day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. The fly <laughs> That is a great wrestler name. That is a really good He's greasy, he's, he's jumping stuff He's real off slippery. Yeah.
3: You just can't grab him no, every time no. you try to do a suplex, he just slips through your fingers. Like trying to grab just onto tough.
2: Vaseline, you don't know.
3: <laughs> he's like those those uh you know those tubes you get at like Spencer's gifts, you can never hold mm-hmm. them. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> the flying <Did> ointment <laughs> can never be caught.
4: Did you ever I fuck like one that. of those,
3: Matt? I I uh, I would have, but it had a um it had these little plastic fish in them that oh. had, like, sharp fins.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't so want that. I you, know, like, you want I a don't nice want... soft fish's mouth.
3: Yeah, exactly. I don't want to, you know, get my dick cut with plastic fish. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, meanwhile, Chris keeps changing uh, the song over and over, keeps changing, the like, the channel of uh, the seems, radio. He seems
2: agitated. He seems he like he's out of is it and agitated. So twer- yeah, tweaking on something. His like the agitation seems very coke like, but the rest of his affect like Coke strikes me as like a hyper focus drug. Yeah. And then Chris's problem in this whole scene is that he's like very distracted and half only half paying attention to everything. Uh which yeah. made me wonder like I, I assumed he was on heroin until they brought up cocaine later.
3: Yeah, I it, it was I I had the same thought I think early on and then when they're like you find out that he had cocaine in his system, I was just like, "Oh, okay." Cuz it kind of looked like he was jumpy, but also they kept having these like close shots where he looks like he's nodding out and I was like, uh, I don't know what they're trying to do here, but um apparently Tony like notices or whatever and is uh I mean, is looking at him strangely, and he puts on the departed soundtrack, which i I really enjoy um and uh yeah they're they're listening to the departed soundtrack, and it looks like Chris is fucking high as a kite uh and then, wasn't
2: uh wasn't shipping up to Boston from the departed soundtrack it was. I can't oh, believe that wasn't the song they were listening to. You
3: can't die to ship it up bang, <laughs>
2: <I'm a sailor
6: laughs> pest, and I love like
2: my leg. Yeah, that
6: would have been,
2: You know why that's the best dropkick song? It's because it's the one where he sings the least in it.
3: Um, but, yeah, then uh, they, he gets uh, into the accident. And I have a little clip.
5: What, is this make-believe ballroom? How many times are you going to change your station?
6: It's a departed soundtracks, fucking killer. <laughs> you got it? Yeah, it's good. Look, regarding Phil, I got to ask. Whatever happened to smell the Roses? You're right. You're right. You can't fight every fucking battle, right? It's just that people like Phil... Not on that page. Take those roses and stick
4: them up your ass. Stones first. This system's got no balls. Watch the road. I need to go back, Heidi.
6: Kennedy, I'm on my learner's <laughs> permit after dark.
3: Oh, man. First mm. of all, that's Heidi and Kennedy. yeah (laughs) named after named the whole episode after the people who like end up getting chris killed is very funny to me Uh,
2: song choice you know one could argue it's a little on the nose not for nothing Mm -hmm. that was my first thought
3: Comfortably Numb is definitely on the nose, but it's a very on the nose song. So you can't really put it in anything in which drugs are involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. so it's like, well, then where does it fit in? The The vibe is drugs. So sure. it's kind of... it
5: struck me as someone like that's what you write when you've never done drugs. I don't know. Right, yeah. yeah. They're, you know, but yeah. it's like um, playing Sublime or something
3: and smoking weed. They're
5: like <laughs> playing a vague. Reggae song whenever yeah. weed is mentioned.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's like again, uh other than the fact that he says numb, that's not a very coke song. That's much more of a heroin song. It's
3: more of a heroin song too. A- other than like it- your
2: teeth being numb, like I feel like that's uh, well,
3: yeah, your teeth or your gums or whatever. But uh, I, I don't know. I, um the what I felt about this was that like, Chris, as the as a former opiate addict, uh, Chris relapsing and then dying because like his last drug being cocaine that would be my biggest like fucking regret mm, as i yeah. lay dying i'd be like i can't believe cocaine is the last thing i <laughs> yeah. did you know, just because it's like <laughs> it's not even fun t you know D <laughs> get
2: the get the heroin out of my pocket t
3: <laughs> can you
6: just
2: can you just put some my, my arm
4: spread my
6: toes <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> I don't want anyone to know (laughs) you went to market. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt I feel bad for him because like that is to me is like that's that's the real tragedy of this is he didn't get to go out on his drug of
2: choice. I mean, I see. I I would love to die on cocaine. No, I'd be all all jazzed up. I'd be like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go start a restaurant in heaven. I love this idea. I love this idea. <laughs> <laughs> this, yes, I want this for me. We're going to find out what yeah, death yeah. is like.
5: <clears throat> Dude, I love that. Um, And you kind of get this throughout The Sopranos. But mm-hmm. when Tony's looking back at the baby, like yeah. the destroyed baby's chair.
3: Yeah. And
5: you're kind of meant to think like, whoa, Tony's thinking about like, that could have killed Chris's baby. baby. Like, yeah. what a good guy. Yeah. And then you just rewind your mind like 10 seconds before where he's dumping asbestos <laughs> in that kid's sandwich
4: yes like, I, all right and I, I
2: feel like it would have been more uh in character for tony if it was like like a dog carrier or something something like animal yeah. related because he, he crushed his sandwich i had in the back seat <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> was dreaming about that fucking mane all the way yeah. home yeah it-
3: groceries yeah, his Beijing beef is just throws right <laughs> thrown right out of the car. For that <laughs> alone you crown. would murder. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um I I I feel like the baby thing is just kind of serves to be this um excuse that he has you know his because oh, yeah, he has this kind of like love of babies right he does it's like the two things he he, he claims to love are like animals and babies and mm-hmm. and everything else he's you know he's i don't know doesn't really care for so i i do see it as like a a likely excuse i also like that the way he decides to kill him because they're in the car and and fucking, he is, Chris is fucked up. He didn't wear a seatbelt, and he's bleeding out of the mouth, and uh, he tells Tony straight up uh, that he'll never pass a drug test. Dude, can we talk about how his hat isn't off, but yeah. it is sideways? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still there, and it just says Cleaver, which for Tony is like, he fucking hates Cleaver, because Cleaver was this the movie that Chris made basically calling uh tony a piece of shit who slept with his fiancee right um and it's actually interesting uh because this car wreck was very similar to the car wreck that he got into yeah. with
2: adriana i can't believe that, that led to this whole thing right i can't believe Carmela never says like jesus christ how many fucking suv rollover accidents are you gonna be in like how many yeah. times can w- this happen to one guy Exactly. Mm-hmm. I see, mean, that's. I like point, this. I mean, I feel like this was a great death scene for Christopher. Yeah. Um, and it only makes me wish that they hadn't used the same thing for aid. But I mean, I guess they kind of were, wrote, wrote themselves into that corner too, well, where no they, one, had, no they had one to died get caught with the
3: Adriana thing.
2: Right. But it's kind of the same thing. She, like, they flipped an SUV.
3: Right. SUVs flip. I it's, get it.
2: They do. But boy that's a it lot a, of suv flipping for one it guy was a all dramatic
3: callback and yeah. if you think about it that flipped suv is the reason why chris and uh and tony's relationship started going downhill because okay. everyone thought they were hooking up when really they were just driving to go get cocaine
4: yeah, and yeah. they were probably
3: gonna hook up yeah. they,
2: but, they uh, flipped the whole downhill. suv yeah. flipping trope on its head if you will oh there we go Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you know
3: we've got uh he's he's coughing up blood he's you know breathing this like high it's usually
2: a bad sign if you see any movie or television show where someone's coughing up blood you can be pretty much assured that that person's gonna die at some point yeah when
3: you got that subdermal hematoma you know that shit fuck you no no one ever
2: just like coughs blood into a handkerchief and then is like Boy, yeah. I really need to buy a humidifier. I'm getting to, uh, and then that's, really...
5: that's all they that's all they say for the rest of the <laughs> yeah. Time. It's so yeah. dry What's here that in Alba. Oh, that was weird. <laughs>
3: that <laughs> they was just, weird. They oh, just boy. never get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, so he ends up killing him. Uh, and the way he chooses to murder Chris, I think, is is particularly important because he he plugs his nose. <laughs> so that he will drown in his own blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, first of all, I got to hand it to Tony. I had never thought to do that.
2: I mean, Just perfect nice. crime. I mean, he's he's the most mad he could possibly be at Christopher because Christopher has not only endangered himself, but he's almost killed Tony and uh, symbolically ha- is putting his child the, at risk. The
3: baby endangered. And
2: yeah. Tony's like, well, how can I get <clears throat> rid of this guy? Oh, boom. Uh, I can I, 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 in my mind, like I remembered him strangling Christopher, and I was watching the scene, being like, "How does he get away with like strangling the guy? Because they would see the marks on his neck or whatever." And then right. I, and then I even forgot they just pinched his nose, like.
5: But even still, he calls nine one one, and then he's oh, like, yeah. "Come quick! There's a car accident." Plus. Oh there's bloody fingerprints on this guy's
2: yeah i was
3: just wiping his mouth a little bit don't worry about it oh and his (laughs) nose is always like that i mean him getting killed by his nose like for for chrissy that's just insult to injury because that's Mm -hmm. the one thing he's the most sensitive of is everyone making fun of his nose because he has a big one and that being his literal vulnerability in that moment is like oh that sucks dude
2: I mean, mm-hmm. also, he's, he's coughing up blood, and then like it looked like they gave him a broken nose. And I was kind of thinking, like, if he had a broken nose, you probably wouldn't need, like, cover, like, just blocking his nose probably wouldn't do anything. Because he probably but can't, ar- you, he already can't breathe out of that if he's got a broken nose. But would you
3: be thinking that at that moment, like, would you think, like, I, I wouldn't have thought to plug his nose to kill him. I don't know no, what maybe, I would have done.
5: Maybe undeviated his septum when he broke his nose, so he was breathing better. Yeah, oh shit. Yeah. that's true. So he had to redeviate the septum with right. the fingers. Yeah,
3: he's, he's like, I can smell again. Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we need miracle. to get you redeviated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's he was re-deviate.
2: all he was all high on coke, so he couldn't even feel Tony touching his nose at that point. And, and I yeah.
3: think that also it's the perfect uh, crime. It's yeah. it's another art because mm-hmm. uh, he's like you know keep your nose clean, and he never. Could so he mm-hmm. closes his nose forever. That's right. Hey, yeah. Yeah. How about and your us? nose
5: sleeps with a vision? Yeah.
3: Because <laughs> sleepy nose. You got a <laughs> sleepy nose. Uh, follow your nose. <laughs> Good night, nose. <laughs> uh cement nose. All right. Anyways, so he uh yeah, he plugs uh his nose and fucking he is Christy is coughing blood. He's not really putting up much of a fight, which I don't fully understand. Uh I, don't I feel think he like he can move very well at that point.
5: That's though. what I I figured his arms were broke or something. His hat was still on, but both of his arms were broke.
3: I, I yeah, I thought maybe that was the the, the case, but I, I I don't know. It's just like his his reaction to him I just like he just kind of is looking with his eyes and then he just fucking dies. It's just mm. like it's so It's so cold blooded. The look in Tony's eyes when he's doing it too is just like fuck you. Do you notice he
5: gives like he, before I understood the whole story, because like I said, I'm just coming in the middle. He gives like a little millisecond smile Yeah, and I was like, why is Tony so horny about killing Chris? And then you learn about, you know, the burden and stuff like that. So it's like more of a relief for him. But I thought that as on the nose and over the top as i thought some of the stuff was like the comfortably numb and i thought like the girls talking was kind of corny yeah and as soon as i'm in my head about like is this whole show cornier than i remember it being and then they give like the just the smallest split second of like a little smile and then uh kind of realizing why he did that i'm like oh this that's why yeah it was like a good show
3: yeah yeah because it's like the incredibly i don't know it's weird to say but relatable emotion of like um i am enjoying like this something bad happened to everyone else this is bad but to me this is such a huge burden that's been lifted and and i think honestly that's like i if if you guys have ever had anyone close to you die um there are some people and it's fucked up as it is to say who when 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 they die you're just like thank you god because they either they were suffering or because they were continuing to harm them themselves or others Mm. and it's like just
2: holding on and like having you know health issue after health issue kind of thing especially
3: with addicts too when because with addicts you're waiting Uh, you know you're waiting for them to die especially when it's someone that you love you're just like i know they're gonna die and it's gonna i have to mentally prepare myself for it and it's really there's no place you can go to talk about the relief that you feel when that happens um even as as like horrible as that sounds it's like there is that's a real thing
5: or not even like an addict or or somebody who is a bad person but sometimes
2: people just breathe weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah or they walk stupid you know when people just like kind of walk stupid and you're like eat
3: loud wish that guy would
2: get hit by a truck (laughs) yeah yeah
5: yeah yeah. and then when they die they're like well this is a bummer for sure but at least i'll never hear hear his nose whistle anymore oh my
3: god (laughs) Now I'm just sitting around thinking, like, these are all things I do, and Francesca <laughs> is, she's gonna. She's, she creeps she in front of the side. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep one day, and she's just, her fucking fingers are on my nose. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's, um yeah. So, so Chris dies. He is uh, essentially murdered by Tony, Um. Uh, and he
2: is. At least an assist.
3: Yeah, it's an assisted murder. He he helped the car, um, and then yeah, he uh, he tells uh, Carmela, and I have a clip. Calm. Huh? Tony, is everything okay?
4: Are you sitting
6: down, serious.
1: Yes, I'm in bed.
6: Sweetheart, there's been an accident. Christopher's dead.
1: <gasps> oh my god. Right. Calm. What happened?
6: I'll tell you in detail.
1: Are you okay?
6: I just banged my knee, you know the one from high school. I'm fine, but (laughs) wasn't wearing a belt. Just get Alan Reed on a phone and get him started over there.
1: All right, all right. Oh my God, Tony, he's dead.
3: Yeah. (laughs) There's something about I banged my knee, the one from high school. Don't worry about my high school knee; it's fine. (laughs) But uh, Chris is dead. That's so funny, dude yeah the last one no you're thinking about the other one yeah yeah no that was <laughs> that was the one semester that's the one i hit on the college. coffee
2: table yeah
3: yeah yeah. <laughs> talking about you know the
2: knee i the was running in the kitchen because i forgot knee. the lo
3: anyway uh, i feel like we're not talking about the, <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> the subject at hand is more important than my knee forget um, about the knee forget about my knee <laughs> um Just quick shout out to Carmella for uh, or to Edie Falco playing Carmella. Well, just small moment to just say an incredible actress once again, just like her like gasp Mm -hmm. is like she sold. She sold. She sold the shit out of it. She's just so Mm -hmm. fucking talented. Um, And I do also like that when she says the words, oh, my God, uh, he's dead. He pauses and he goes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's it was this weird moment that I noticed Were you going through a tunnel? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Clean the blood out of you. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all like I'm the one who's been in an accident. You're the one who seems to not be able to comprehend simple phrases. <laughs> sorry, am I not speaking clearly? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry,
2: yeah. my knee was hurting for a second there, yeah. so I couldn't
3: Call me back on the landline. <laughs>
2: You know, we don't
3: get good metro GPS. So... <laughs> um,
2: I got this new T-Mobile service. Uh, sometimes I don't hear everything people say.
3: <laughs> uh so so in that moment, you know, I I did wonder what that yeah was about and um and then later uh Carm and uh Tony have another conversation about the death of of Chrissy and I, it, what's interesting to me is that like th- this is another thing that that is relatable and happens when someone dies. All of a sudden, they're an angel. Everything about them is good. Their history is kind of rewritten, um, especially if they die in like you know some sort of random tragic way. And uh, and Tony is just very annoyed by that because like for <laughs> him, like all of Chrissy's faults are a very important part of like why he feels. Like, they're an important part of who he, Chrissy, was. And so for him, he's just like, we all remember this guy's a piece of shit, right? So he just yeah, keeps he trying to remind people yeah. that he's a piece of shit. And he's trying to find anyone who can relate to him. Well, on like-
2: he won't open up. Like He he can't be the first one to say that, yeah, okay. Technically, I was a little bit relieved by that because yeah. it would like, implicate him because he actually killed him. I think like right. the relatable emotion is the relief. But like the thing with particularly Tony is that he actually killed him. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he can't admit the human emotion because uh it like literally impl- implicates him in a crime
5: true yeah. true he's pleading the fifth on what happened the car plugged up his nose
3: <laughs> yeah well <laughs> we got into a crash and then he said p.u this
4: stinks and he <laughs> pinched his nose you know was chrissy like, was always serious he was <laughs> he always stop. had
2: problems breathing out of that schnoz you know <laughs> yeah, i don't have that, to tell you it's yeah, probably yeah. what killed him
3: yeah Anyways, he <laughs> his has nose went in to sleep.
2: His nose just <laughs> stopped working at the last moment. It's a <laughs> tragedy.
3: Yikes. Uh, but yeah, I have a clip of Carm and Tony talking.
6: When, when I called you that night after the accident, you asked me, Oh my God, Tony, he's dead? Yeah. When I thought I picked up a twinge of relief.
1: What? It
6: just seemed like. I don't know. How could
1: you even say that? You don't even know what you're talking about.
6: Okay, good, I'm wrong.
1: Maybe if you did pick up something like that, maybe it's because I was relieved that it was him and not you.
6: I don't feel bad about that. That makes sense. <laughs> no, no, no.
5: You're not
3: getting what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's good. That is that is good. You felt relief for that, but also a little bit for the fact that he's dead. Dude,
5: no. I love I love that. And I love that, that she's like, no, how could you dare say that? Yeah. There's two very Italian things that happen, like Italian American things. It's the mom being like, how could you, how could you ever say that? And if you heard that, it's probably because it's true.
4: (laughs) How dare you?
5: Yes, it's true. Dude, I don't want to jump around too much if it gets ahead of where no, you that's guys fine. are going to be, but there's another very, it just struck me as a very like true to life thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's when they're talking to Chrissy's fiance's dad. Yeah. And he's talking about like yes you know no wonder he's in the and he and he goes no wonder they flipped the car he's a wackadoo yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and i was like that is i've had conversations like that with family at wakes where everyone's yes. around and everyone's <laughs> crying and like recounting all these beautiful moments in life and then there's always one or two people being like yeah but he was scoombarine <laughs> <laughs>
3: a little bit uh you know i love i love that there's always (laughs) (laughs) an italian american slang word that always fully describes a reason why someone was dead it's like yeah (laughs) well i mean he was a fucking jadrool you know yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i actually think we can all agree i think we can all agree uh yeah i have a clip of that
4: i found cocaine
0: His cause of death was a hemothorax.
4: Yeah, airbags can crush the ribs when there's no other restraint. Shut they up, said Lisa said he might have made it, but he didn't.
6: Couldn't have worn his goddamn seatbelt. Ow. No wonder. He was wackadoo.
4: Ow. Oh. Stop it. Ah, baloney. <laughs>
6: yeah, He's our granddaughter fatherless. Hey, he was wackadoo. He was wackadoo. Ah, baloney. Ah, baloney
3: wackadoodle. <laughs> <laughs> just... This guy oh. was filled with Capricola. <laughs> 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 but yeah it is uh it's it's definitely like a little bit of it's you're right it's a perfect crime because like literally he's got cocaine in his system they got into a car wreck he's
2: not wearing was, a seatbelt. i not mean if a anybody you know gets dies in a car wreck and you find out they're not wearing a seatbelt, you're not going to be a little bit pissed i'd be a little uh, bit pissed like what yeah. the fuck are you doing
3: yeah mm. it's just a very simple thing to do you do it at the beginning um but Dude, uh, and there
5: was always that friend who would be like what what are you kidding some people only survive a car wreck because they were completely ejected from the car and i was always like yeah yeah doesn't that that doesn't sound better yeah go through the windshield <laughs> yeah and out of the car, that sounds like... That's like, I need that to happen to me so I can stay alive. Yeah, some people, people always have a dumb
2: it. shit reason. Like I remember I, like I said something on Twitter the other day about seeing somebody... One of my favorite things is when you when you drive by some guy on a bike and he's got like a super expensive bike and he's got all the spandex gear and like the fancy, uh, mm. sun uh, sunglasses specifically made for bicycle riding. And then they're not wearing a helmet. And yeah. you're kind of like, what the fuck are you spending your money on? Like if you're riding right. a bike, wear a goddamn helmet. Like I ride it's my like, bike. That's I want like to be slippery one like a
3: seal. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then but but I want to still die.
2: As soon as you say that there's five people that are like, um, actually if you're more likely to die from internal injuries the on a bike and worse, and yeah, studies well, studies show that people pass closer uh, to bikers that are wearing helmets. Uh, oh my God. the goddamn worst. Jesus Christ.
5: Oh I heard that if you get a car if you get in a car accident with your seatbelt, you could actually get decapitated by the seatbelt. Then you gotta go through your whole life without no head. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you remind me of how much I hate um uh I'd bicycle. rather die
2: than go through life without a head.
3: <laughs> I would be so embarrassed. Yeah, everywhere I go, I'd be like, where can I put this? Oh, (laughs) do you have a coat rack for heads Um, you got a head rack in this you got a you remind me of how much I hate um, cyclists on the internet because they have a particular uh, culture of like telling you that you're wrong about uh, anything that comes to a bike like like, Sean Bradley was recently uh, in a bicycle accident that left him paralyzed Um, and the entire cyclist Twitter said it was not a bicycle accident. He Whoa. was hit by a car, and they should consider that a car accident. It wasn't the bicycle's fault. And I'm like, he's paralyzed.
2: <laughs> why are we? Yeah.
3: Why are we quibbling? How is this
2: helping? How is this, this
3: helping?
5: Who's this conversation now But as who's soon as you for? say like, like if I'm this? riding
2: a horse and a plane crashes on me, do you say I died in a plane crash?
4: Yeah, I don't think <laughs> <Exactly>. so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, anyways, that's just every community online is bad. Toxic fandoms all around. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a brief funeral scene um where we there are actually two funerals going on simultaneously. Um, there's Chrissy's funeral that's happening at the exact same time that Nucci Galtieri, Polly's mom dies as well and they hold the funeral on the same day which is (laughs) just (laughs) yeah just bad planning honestly Mm -hmm. i feel like i would have coordinated (laughs) yeah
5: Yeah. when are you gonna have your thing
3: (laughs) yeah exactly uh when is the multisanti thing happening (laughs) you know i wouldn't have i don't know unless is is it like italian custom to just do it after three days or what's the no it's the jews
2: that bury the dead right away isn't it
3: yeah but i mean it's it's uh but it's like the level of mourning like you, italians
5: it's... we keep them around for a month and we prop them up at the table and stuff like that <laughs>
3: yeah. we feed it spaghetti and yeah, then we bury it with into. a belly full of spaghetti
6: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that way you get to heaven, you're nice and full <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just because you're dead doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat. Give him um, more meatballs. He's going to be in purgatory a long time. Yeah. You look like you lost weight from all that formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, so he's uh, he's dead. Um, so uh,
2: I just want to say, like, Tony is mm-hmm. doing that thing. I watched the, the Netflix series, The Ultimatum, uh, which is I all s- about couples where they... <laughs> yeah. uh, they, t- like they they give their partner an ultimatum, like either you got to marry me or we got to break up. And then mm-hmm. there's like 10 of them. And the premise is that they all like date other people for like three right. weeks. And then at the end, they either have to, you know, pull the trigger on getting up. married or yeah, break up. And like the whole show is just all people that clearly hate their partner, but don't have the balls to be the first one to say like, hey, we need to break up. Right. And I feel like Tony is doing a version of that where it's like, his emotions that he feels relief at Christopher dying are perfectly justified, mm-hmm. but he can't stand, uh, he can't stand the the way he would see himself if he said that yes. out loud. And so he's like trying to just uh, do like the soft opening version of that, where he he like tries to get somebody else to admit <laughs> to it first, so that then he can he can then agree with it instead of just yes. saying like, I feel a little relief, frankly, because this guy was a yeah. fuck up drug addict and he made a lot of problems for me. Um. Tony
3: is saying that at the funeral and he's just saying it like, First he says it to his entire crew when he's in bed. What he says is oh, the baby seat was destroyed. That's his way of like justifying it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he says it to Carm right after that relief conversation. The
2: baby would have been mangled beyond the, recognition. The if baby would
3: there. have exploded like a grape in a cannon. <laughs> I had a sandwich in the car seat. <laughs> you should have seen the sandwich. Yeah. Oh, but... You think that was bad? Caitlin's
2: body would have been like that
5: sandwich.
2: My own. There was braised beef all over the cabin
5: (laughs) what i'm saying is like babies is like a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) they're
3: soft in the inside
4: and the
2: outside they need to to be protected because they're full of soft juicy meat
3: The, the, the blood would have been everywhere like paddington eating jam uh but uh <laughs> but yeah he like tells the director of cleaver that's my favorite part <laughs> yeah. is you're like who's this asian guy he's talking to and
2: the mm-hmm. guy that it's they like, didn't let speak at his own premiere
3: yes is uh, the director of cleaver and he and he tells him uh this you know that night
5: a tree limb came into the car window completely destroyed the baby scene
1: You
3: guys are gonna hang in a while. Right? I, I just I, I love that he's just telling this rant, and then, and once again the guy doesn't have a single line. Um, and at the exact same time, uh, the the Jasons are comforting AJ. Mm-hmm. So real real quick tangent to get into AJ's storyline, and then we're back. Um, AJ's story storyline is is pretty simple. At this point, he is kind of feeling better. About um, the whole Blanca thing, I think he's on Lexapro. He's feeling good. He has new friends, both of those Jasons. Um, and then uh, he fucking is seeing a therapist who he likes, uh, and uh, they they have a uh, <clears throat> they have a conversation about school.
5: Did you finally enroll? I'm in a few classes, unofficially. until my transcript clears from Ramapo. Beginning English. Oh, and I went to a class
6: on the history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Wow. it's hard to pick up in the middle. I might take it next semester. (laughs) I mean, it's so dicked up over
5: there. And no one knows who started it.
3: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. It's that time again where I ask our guests (laughs) who started the (laughs) Israeli-Palestinian conflict. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: No, man.
3: (laughs) Oh, that was fun. I Uh, I think it was
2: Lawrence of Arabia.
3: Yeah, he did it. He was the first one to go over there and he's like, I'm going to do Sykes Pico. All right. Anyways, (laughs) uh, it's a very specific thing. So um, he's like, (laughs) Sykes, you can have your land. Sikes. Oh, man, what a nerdy joke. Okay, so uh, (laughs) AJ's feeling better. He's in a poetry class. He's learning about the material world. He's laughing with his friends at a kid who's, you know, who got his toes amputated due to an acid burn. (laughs) Uh, And then he witnesses a hate crime. Uh, Like, they're AJ's hanging with the Jasons. They're breaking bottles on the porch, doing like peak like, scumbag Goomba shit. I like that yeah. the guy's like, How dare you
2: call me that? I'm Somalian. And then they're like, Oh, that's an even better hate crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Double oh, hate
3: crime. Oh, we got one for Somalians, too. Yeah. You're a terrorist. Uh, and yeah, so like, uh, one of the Jasons, um, doors, a, uh, Somalian, like, uh, college students, <laughs> Such a good um, scene. when he like, right- <laughs>
2: he just gets out of his car and immediately doors a biker. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. It was right after he says the lines, uh, the line, something like, uh, Hey, I got the steaks or something. It's something. is like, <laughs> Hey, meat, meat truck just arrived.
2: I got the venison steaks. Oh, <laughs> ah, <laughs>
6: got his and, things
3: over here. yeah and uh so they get into a fight these guys are calling him the n-word he's like oh hell no and then they just, just start slowly
2: pe- becoming their fathers bonding over meat and then uh and then racism yeah um,
3: and uh and aj finds himself like basically helping these guys commit a, a, a hate crime i mean he's sitting back and just watching it kind of like awestruck and then he is back in therapy and he's very upset and And um, it's uh, again just another amazing AJ kind of like mania scene where he's just back and forth. Where he's sad, he's happy, he's sad. Yeah,
2: I don't uh, really get him. I don't really. Well, he's pulling a Tony in this, which is that uh, he can't actually say the thing that's bothering him, so he's got to like blame it on. Everything. Oh, you know, it's just I look around and the death of the American dream, uh, right? Right. Like, uh-huh. no, that you just you witnessed a hate crime, but you don't want to. Yeah, talk why don't you take some part.
5: accountability, you little <laughs> piece of shit? Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: At the very least, it's
2: like you be vulnerable
3: enough to admit you're traumatized. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's not. And it's a great scene. You he know, says, so-
5: "Oh, sorry."
6: Like this is all something. are fucking laughing. Nobody takes even one second to think about what's really going on.
4: You sound depressed again. I
6: mean, how can anybody not be? You'd have to be fucking nuts not to be. I mean, you'd have to have your head wedged so far up your ass that all you could see is your own stupid face.
4: That's the one. What specifically are you talking about?
6: I mean, everything is so fucked up.
3: I mean, why can't we all just get along? <laughs>
6: oh,
4: no.
5: Oh, no, AJ. <laughs> you little confused piece of shit.
3: Incredible. Incredible. Dude, I don't.
5: I, I could listen to that a thousand times and not understand what he's talking
3: about. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just, he's very clearly like, he can't say he was a part of a hate crime because no. he feels bad. Again, it's about his self image. Right. And he doesn't want to say this to a yeah. therapist. Uh, but he is hinting at it with the what, isn't that what Rodney King said? Mm-hmm. after yeah. uh, At the trial.
5: On. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, it's just very. Yeah. Oh, I
5: hate the you you need to have your head so far up your ass all you see is your own face yeah your own stupid I see, face. so is your is your where is your head is there a mirror yeah. inside yourself
2: yeah <laughs> would you be seeing your face i mean you would have to like have a mirror you'd have to come out of your own mouth and see a mirror I right. I don't yeah. think
5: I heard one word in this episode after that because I was just
3: thinking about <laughs> the what mechanics of seeing your own face if your head's far enough up your ass. Yeah.
2: you, would like, do you go through some kind of portal. You turn, turn into Thurman Merman, where you're like, "How would yeah. I? How would I drop yeah, myself right. on my own head?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Are you fucking with me, kid? Yeah. yeah. That's um, like a perfect like Coke headline because yes. I feel like people that are on Coke. Uh like they can't think laterally enough to you know, underst like create a good metaphor, but they mm-hmm. pick one metaphor and they just have to keep like doubling down on it. Like, oh, right. you would have to have your head examined. Oh, you would have to, and then he says like five more things that mean the exact same right. thing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to keep the logic going or else you lose yep. the thread of your own anger. Uh, which <laughs> yeah. I love. This guy
2: couldn't hit a broadside of a barn if his head was so far up his ass so he could <laughs> see his own face. <laughs> But uh, did, you, did, he said you could get a better look at a T-bone steak <laughs> if you stick your head up a bull's ass. But wait, how does this go?
5: You got to yeah. wake up pretty early in the morning to see my face <laughs> in my ass. Yeah. I
2: it's, see my face up my own ass more times a before 8 a.m. than is most people. penny a penny
3: people. earned if you got your head <laughs> in your ass too far to see the pennies that you have saved nor earned. Anyways... hate crimes (laughs) anyway what are we talking about what are we talking about um so that people on
2: the stimulants just get lost in the forest of their own metaphors to the point that they completely lose the thread
3: yeah (laughs) um so back to uh tony's storyline um wrapping it up tony is he's tired of having to pretend he's sad so uh he he sees Kelly, uh, Chris's, you know, widow, uh, breastfeeding a baby and immediately gets horny and <laughs> oh, then yeah. calls uh, his Vegas connection to get a yeah. private jet to take him to Vegas. I love that that's the impetus is he sees a baby drinking breast milk yeah. and he's just like, I know a you bro know,
2: that's got some big tits, too.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can you be know, a baby for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, mama milk. Um <laughs> And so he flies over to Vegas. Um, He's you know doing his usual thing. He's been doing all season losing money at gambling, and then he goes to visit this. I I think it's a a prostitute uh, slash Chris's ex, Gumar. Someone we've never seen before. I
2: think we have seen her before, didn't we? Uh, I know.
3: I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember her.
2: Didn't Chrissy have a party with her? Uh, like in. In Vegas, where he's like, "Oh, oh
3: those tits, Maron." Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember that. But it that's, sounds like him. It does sound like him. <laughs> that's what Chrissy would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, her name is Sonia in the episode. So maybe oh, I
2: guess yeah. Only one episode, according to IMDb.
3: Yeah, I, 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 didn't recognize her, and she's particularly beautiful. I mean, she's a gorgeous person, and, uh, and Tony goes to to visit her to kind of tell her like hey by the way chris is dead or at least that's like the the pretend reason the real reason seems to be that uh he wants to fuck some someone that chrissy used to fuck mm. um because i think like he never got to do that i think is part of that because there's two women in the series that uh tony wanted to fuck but couldn't Uh, who fucked chris one was adriana the other was juliana margulise's character uh juliana skiff so i feel like he's like chris is dead i really just want to get his sloppy seconds in in remembrance um to pay respect to pay respect exactly uh and then so uh tony has sex with her and i think the other reason that he came there was because he knew that he knew that uh chris and her had done peyote before and he really wanted to do peyote which mm-hmm. is such a random aside i think he just wants to go on a vision quest uh <laughs> there's the baby uh he wants to go on a vision quest with this beautiful woman and um and an amazing thing happens uh which is he takes peyote and they both They're high as shit and they go to the, I don't know, the casino floor and Tony wins at roulette three times in a row. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah. He he is the he, worst roulette pa- player he like never bets on like odd or even or like red or black it's always he like, just
3: picks yeah. a number and he's just like uh you know these... same principle as the shoulders <laughs> yeah and uh he, he he picks 24 and he gets it twice mm-hmm. and uh and yeah he says the same principle as the solar system
6: it's the same principle as the solar system. <laughs> 24 again. He's dead.
4: What? Uh -uh. What?
3: (laughs) And then he just starts laughing hysterically after he says he's dead. Like he realizes like this is the reason. Yeah, he doesn't have to deal with that guy anymore. He doesn't have to deal with that guy. Everything's all good. Um, And there's a little bit more asbestos shit that happens, but it, it, it ends wonderfully. Tony and the lady uh, Sonia are looking uh, at the sunset while they're in the desert and they-, they have the most high on fucking psychedelics look ever. Like, you know, if you've ever taken psychedelics, you know, that like glazed over almost sunburnt feeling where you're mm-hmm. flushed and you're like, why do I feel sunburned? I've been in- inside all day. <laughs> and then so you feel comfortable going to the middle of the desert. There's nothing like the desert and psychedelics. It's just they're made for each other. Um, and looks it's not the like
2: sensory overload. There's like just there's it's clean yeah. and quiet. Mm-hmm.
3: And there's like something about it is just peaceful um, and also dead, which I feel like uh, is something that Tony likes. Mm-hmm. So he looks at the sunset and it flashes and then he just screams out. I get it.
6: I get it.
3: I get it. <laughs> said I get it? He said I get it. I thought I, I said I did it oh no no he says no I he get understands
2: it. the universe now he understands oh. the
3: universe dude he the the sun flashed in his eye and he saw the face of god and he said oh and he probably doesn't know what he got but he knows it's like a, a total psychedelic thing where you at some point just go like oh man i never thought about it but like we're on <laughs> the earth (laughs) and like when you're thinking about that when you're on psychedelics that's the most profound shit you've ever fucking said uh but then afterwards you just being on earth doesn't feel as big as and as important but uh, where's all i do love that he at that moment was just like i finally put all the pieces together and so happy for him and what he gets it seems to be is uh that all he had to do was murder his nephew yeah. And then everybody gets all come problems. up and yeah. Solved yeah. all his
4: problems. <laughs> yeah, it
3: all worked out. And uh yeah, so that is the end of the episode. And I would have to say that if I were to give this episode a letter grade, and I could
2: give it any grade,
3: um, I think I'd give it a B plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vince, what would you give this uh episode?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it's tough to grade. We're we're in a s we're in unprecedented Sopranos territory We're like we're actually We're tying up Mm storylines. There's a lot of stuff happening. We had a really excellent (laughs) bookend to uh, the Christopher storyline. You're Uh, holding
3: your baby right now, and this is (laughs) the cutest shit I've ever (laughs) seen. The
2: first thing he did was grab the (laughs) microphone. and The second thing he did was grab the windscreen off of the microphone. (laughs) And now he's back to grabbing... (laughs) the microphone and i can't could you
5: just explain to him that plosives
3: are no good for podcasts yeah
2: tell <laughs> yeah. him about hard p's. <laughs> yeah <he's
4: laughs>
2: i mean about
3: if the hard he's, i like that he's learning podcasting this early on um but yeah i
2: think uh tough to grade but i i would have to give it a solid b plus
3: Solid b plus all right that's a good grade uh mike falzone what would you give uh this episode if you had to you know it?
5: i had it at a b Mm. And then I saw, you know, the part of sex where you finish at the end. Oh, yeah. 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 That's my favorite Um, part. Tony did that so funny that it bumped it up to a plus. <laughs> oh,
2: the leg kick after he came, he's like and a yeah, little
5: baby yeah. on his back, yeah. like just yeah, trying. Yeah, yeah. To,
2: just having a great time <laughs> looking
5: at a
3: mobile. He's an overturned turtle just going. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes straight gobblegool in that scene, and it is it, it is amazing.
2: Funny. It was very thick, funny. Rope, <laughs> thick ropes and Mortadel. Yeah, yeah, very thick ropes. He's just... also
5: so good at having sex with all of his clothes on all the yeah,
3: time. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's impressive because I feel like, you know, I'm I've never been of his size, but I imagine if I'm of that size, I'm like, it's a whole thing to take all my clothes off. Yeah, pants are made with a hole. I'll full. unbutton it, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a hole for easy access. It's um, a whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a solid B-plus episode of The Sopranos and a solid A-plus episode of Pod Yourself a Gun. Mike Falzone.
5: Oh, yeah, so good to be here. <laughs> oh,
3: right on cue. <laughs> Mike, thank you. thank you so much for coming back on Pod Yourself a Gun.
5: I loved being here. I love you guys. This is uh, Thank you for giving me an excuse to watch the show.
3: Thank you for coming on. Where can people find you on the internet?
5: Uh, All over the internet. If you could spell Mike Falzone like it sounds, then you could find me on the internet. And uh, I'd love for you to come out to a crowd work show. Just just imagine
2: you're seeing a bad Calzone and you're like, I give this Calzone an F. And then I don't
5: like that. I don't like that joke and I'm offended by it, (laughs) but if you want to come out to my crowd work show, it's the first (laughs) Friday of every month at the Hollywood improv, Matt, you've been on it. You did a great job.
3: I had a great time. It's really fun. Check out surrounded, check out dynamic banter, check out everything Mike Falzone does. Thank you, buddy. It's been a pleasure.
5: Thank you for having me. I love you guys very much.
3: Love you too, doggy. Love you.
5: Big yawn from Brad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vince, we gotta we gotta do the, the finish up the ending uh call okay. outs. I'm just you running do with the baby.
2: I'm running out of things to give him to hold to, to he, give yeah. Yeah. At, him the microphone. He's at give the, the, the baby again. stage where you just have to give him different things to hold <laughs> to keep him from being upset. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's doing uh, great.
3: All right. Patreon.com slash frogcast for all of the bonus episodes. The eight dollar tier gets you a shout out. Vince, we only have one shout out. Oh, thank God. Week. Yeah. I mean,
2: not thank God. Everybody should
3: No, we need more shout outs, yeah, but you need... are holding a baby currently.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it is Sean Slattery. Oh wow. What's the name of John Slattery's character in Mad Men?
3: Uh Sterling Cooper. Drake. This guy's
2: we're gonna call this guy the Silver Fox. Silver Fox. All right. I like know, it.
3: John Slattery, he's a silver fox. He's Sterling, All right. That's yeah, which is also silver. That's also silver. Uh, Yeah. So um, that is not enough $8 uh, patrons for this week. Um, And I'm deeply ashamed of my piggies for not uh, upping to $8. Um, And so please do that. Patreon.com slash fraudcast. Fraudcast at gmail.com for all of your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince,
2: what is the Google voice number? (laughs) 415-275-0030.
3: All right, everyone, thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. Hello, you, you can't, can't dump, dump asbestos, asbestos in there. In there. First,
6: First, you gotta, gotta pay, pay off Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Pay, pay off Ilia Come on. acting strange. He looks like he's on cocaine. Relax. He just needs to change the station first. To the departed soundtrack. Tony yells and Chrissy swerves. This can head light oh. Are you ready,
3: bitch? Yeah. Uh. Yo, what up, bitch? My name is Ellen Mack. I flap, flap, flap. Ain't that ass with that I don't know, oh, man. man. I, I wish, wish they would, they would be, be friends, friends though. I, I wish, wish they would just make up, because, like, like, motherfucker, you, you guys, guys are old. old. What are you We're gonna, gonna fight, fight forever?
4: forever? Alright.